From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go. Because this is Warriors Anonymous. Wade Egan fires it back to Johnson. He steadies, but they rush up upon him. Nanai kicks it. He kicks it. it. He nails it. Sean Johnson. Redcliffe, they love playing there, the Warriors. Three from three. He has nailed it. Third time lucky from Johnson and breaks the heart of the Cowboys. Well, the clutch players always come up with the clutch. What scenes on Friday night? Sean Johnson. Nailing the match winner against the Cowboys. Thanks to our friends there at SEN League with Joel Kane and Scott Sattler for providing us with the call of that incredible moment where we uh, we took the game in the end in Golden Point. Exciting times. I know it was uh, there was definite scenes going on at my place. So let's bring in the boys. My name is Jared Cronin. Welcome to Warriors Anonymous. First of all, let's do a little bit of a health check. Monita Sauce, are you uh, are you feeling okay this week, bro? Oh, what's up, everybody? Um- I'm still feeling a little bit iffy. Um, I'd say I'm 80%. Um, I did have to take a bit of ibuprofen because <laughs> I was actually had a bit of fever. I'm not, no lies. Was but, that for uh, the game or for the sickness? <laughs> no, for the sickness. But shit, um, last five minutes of the game, I pretty much was standing up the entire time. And when they dropped the ball, I was like, fuck, we're going to lose this. <laughs> Nick minute, Sean Johnson. Oh, how good. How good was it to have him back and, and winning games for us once again? We've also got Isaac Sauce. Hey, bro. Hey, boys. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to watch the game live, so I, <laughs> I'm quite quite sad about that, but I did watch the highlights and, um, you know, absorbed everything that was coming in off the Facebook pages, so it's, uh, yeah, great to see. Oh, man. Did, did you? So you didn't get to see any of it, like not even in the background at the bar or anything like that? No, nah, no, nah, oh. none of that, eh? Oh, bro. I know. <laughs> I just heard my phone going, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just trying not to look at the messages because, like, oh, my God. Oh, fuck this. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was it was a hell of a game. Uh, we also got uh, Daniel Farakura. Hey, bro, your uh, your guy, your guy came through big for us in the end. Yeah, kia ora, Tefano. Uh, just want to just put it out there. Just look, if you didn't or you did, got a ch- get a chance to watch the one of SJ's uh, after match interviews. Uh, he summarised what it means to be a warrior, what it means to play for the club. Um, you know, he put his heart and soul into it. He couldn't explain to them exactly what it meant to to put that jersey on as well. So, look, for all those people that are sort of on the fence about him, um, look, you know, that's why you get the top players. That's why you get someone like Sean Johnson that loves the club. Uh, he'll compete to the, the very end. And he, he didn't have the best game. He said he didn't have the best game. But, look, you know, we just couldn't get one of those victories last year. Um, and he iced it with a... Absolutely wounded duck, <laughs> but it was awesome. So, like, loving the life, loving life, three in a row. Let's go. A lot of that reminded me of the one he had last year. I think it was for Cronulla, maybe against like the Panthers or something. And he kicked a similarly ugly one and, you know, won the game. And uh, yeah, I remember Gus Gould just getting on and saying, you know, that's why you, 
you pay these guys the big bucks. You know, these are the match winners. These are the guys who can get you over the hump uh, in the end. So um, I guess actually the, even the better thing about that for the Warriors is that we don't even have it on on uh, on big bucks. You know, he's he's track pant money at the moment for uh, for a good quality set of jeans. So uh, let's have a look into the game, fellas. Um, I'm going to call this section. The missing twenty-two degrees because our <laughs> our friends at uh, at Fox League they have a show called NRL Three Sixty. You know the NRL from every single angle, which we don't think is quite right because uh, the Warriors, being uh, one of sixteen teams, should have in theory twenty-two point five degrees of um, you know coverage associated with them. But um, they don't seem to get that. So um, so we're going to take you through the missing twenty-two degrees and uh, let's have a look. Through the game against the Cowboys, 25-24. Golden point victory. We're going to do maybe the good, the bad, and the ugly. That might be a good way to approach uh, this little <laughs> review. Uh, so we'll start with the good. And um, yeah, well, I guess, um, Isaac, what what was your favorite part of this victory once you, you know, once you caught up with everything? I was caught up. Um, just being able to come back from uh, the positions that we may have put ourselves in. Um, you know, n- not giving up on the fight, basically, and you know, just some some good play from people that are just up and coming through the season. Cht again, you know, match turning forty twenty, arguably, mm. you know, and that's a clutch play right there. You talk about clutch players and clutch situations. Um, take a lot from that sort of thing, being able to turn a game with a play like that. And then there's your you know your other players like your Currens and your Aitkins and whatnot, just. Doing what they're doing every single week, but you know, I don't know. It's not that they're not the flash in the pan plays, but they're the plays that make a difference. You know, so it's awesome to see that from the Warriors. And you know, maybe the Cowboys aren't top tier, top tier team, but it was a good barometer for us that particular game. And if we hadn't won that game, we would have been hurting from that a lot because that's a game we would have thought, okay, this is a real test. And it's one hundred percent a game we would have lost last year. Um, mm. Many, many heartbreaks in the twenty twenty one season. You know, so a lot of grit shown um, by the team, and that was really epitomised by our boy CHT um, Monitor. Like that, that forty twenty. I think that's the second he's had this year. Yeah, and that was just such a, a major swing on things. We were down eighteen uh, six at the time. We needed something, and he just he provided that. And just throughout the whole game, he was just he was he was you know saving tries and, and doing all sorts of stuff. Right? What do you think of him? Oh, I think he just showed his courage. I mean, like that one play where he dived onto the ball, running back, and I think it was huge um, play. Yeah, and he mm. got himself a bloody nose, like banged his head on, or got a foot in the nose, and um, it, but it just showed his commitment in terms of. Um, you know, getting the ball, you know, for his teammates. And, um, you know, that his distribution of the ball, you know, into aching into space, oh, just brilliant. Like, you know, I think there were quite a few doubters, um, you know, beginning of the season. But, uh, you know, after we interviewed him and just the sacrifices that he's made in terms of his life choices, I, I really think it's starting to bear, bear fruit. And um, I can't, I've got to mention too, um, Arthur's the, yeah, you know, probably the handsomest man in the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few. That's there's a, a huge, huge call. Huge call. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, you know, like you know, he's a good-looking fella. But um, he's yeah, got I think, legs. He's legs. But um, he's definitely enjoying um, playing off Sean Johnson. Um, you know, he's getting the ball. 
uh, into space. He's, you know, that one, I can't remember, I think it was the first half, you know, he made a, a good run down the middle and then passed off to, uh, was it, Reese Walsh? Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. I think we got to keep him. If we don't keep him. <laughs> yeah, he seems to run some really nice lines. You can see where the space is and just hit it at the right <laughs> moment and, you know, he's, He's got, um, he's, you know, he's got, he's got, he runs he's got, a nice <laughs> can we cut out the most handsome man part? In this one? <laughs> That's rolling. Keep that in. <laughs> oh, he does know how to use them though. Um, also, uh, Daniel, I guess it was a bit of a, it was a funny game. Uh, it was kind of a bit like a, almost like a Rocky movie. Cause like we were just kind of getting beaten around for most of it. And somehow in the end, we managed to just kind of scrape through. Um, mm. What were your thoughts, man? Yeah, look, um, I think Brownie summed it up in the post-match, uh, the, the goal line defense, the ability to turn them away set after set throughout big periods of the game really gave them the chance to go on and win the game as well. So look, that was the, the most pleasing part. Look, you know, we gave up. Couple of soft tries, I think. Couple two soft tries, um, and early on, you know, we talked a bit about that. We'll talk about it in the negatives, but um, but yeah, shoulder to shoulder, uh, making tackle after tackle on the line, uh, and then we just seemed to um, in crucial moments, and you know, to our mate Flano, he talked about <laughs> the five minutes before halftime, the five minutes after halftime. Um, you know, we made big plays, scored tries as well. Um, Cody is never going to see a. <laughs> Uh, a hole as big as what <laughs> Drinky left him, and he did, and you could see him. And actually, good playmaker just stood at the line, looked, surveyed both options. The shape was to the right, and he just think left. See mm. you later. So, um, so yeah, it was pleasing. Um, one thing I will, I'm going to give a bit of a wrap on. I think as well is that we seem to be really well disciplined in their 40 meter, which we, which they weren't. Mm. They gave us the piggyback out yep. and we didn't. We, we lost it in the middle and sort of after the 40 meters, we had a lot of uh, set resets against us. But the fact that if you let teams get an easy piggyback out of their own 40, then you're going to be under pressure. Um, and I think we, despite getting rolled a few times, I think we, we did all right in that area. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was kind of interesting to see how I was looking at the stats earlier and, between the you know the six um, tackle restarts and the penalties, if you looked at both of them in total, they kind of ended up evening out quite well. Um, even though we kind of got done on the six agains and they got done on the penalties, but um, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly the flag a little bit on the positives as well for for a guy who we're probably gonna talk about a little bit later in the podcast. But I thought uh, Marcelo Montoya, our boy. I thought he was, um, you know, I thought in terms of, you know, doing his assignments and playing the game, again, I thought he was very strong there on the left edge and, um, and you know, defended really well. Isaac, what were your thoughts on him? Can we talk about him later? <laughs> Just like, oh, I'm a little bit hard. This is purely the good him. section. We, we, we I know, do the- I know, it's hard. <laughs> I, you know, his, his performances in the past few weeks have been great, you know. He's leading by example on that edge. He's Playing committed, you know, he's, he's really making an effort. So that's awesome to see. Another week, he's ticked the box, done well. So yeah, you can't fault him for that. But there are other things you can fault him can for I, from this game. Can I, support, can I support you on that and say, I think our back five in general 
No, not not just Montoya, but you mm. think of Cossi, Pompey, mm. uh, Arthurs, and even Reese Walsh defensively. Yep. Been solid, I think. Been really, really good. Not a lot of errors in them, which you don't want. You don't want your uh, outside backs of errors. And yeah, just yeah, working in tandem defensively quite well. So they've got the right combination of that back five, or they've got a combination that works for them. And a lot of the the, the really good teams out there, your Sharks, your, your Panthers, your, your, your Storms, they've got a really solid-looking uh, back five where they don't make too many mistakes. Yeah. You know? And Sharks today, perfect example of it, you know, just well over 100 metres, almost 100 metres, more than 100 metres each, um, and not making many mistakes. So yep. Warriors are getting there. They're back five. They've found a, a, a recipe that tastes good. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love we love a recipe that tastes good. Uh, mm. I'm going to actually add a couple more names to that uh, that back five and the defensive aspect of things because on attack, I felt like there was a lot of things that we still need to improve on. But our halves defensively, both Sean and CHT, both of them save us a lot on those edges there. Yeah. Um, Moneta. Uh, what do you think that comes down to for those guys? I don't know. I, I think I think it just comes down to attitude, eh? And this communication. Something as simple as that. You know, I, I don't think we saw a lot of that last year, especially in the, in the latter half of the season. I mean, I pretty much just kicked the can when I saw the performances in terms of defense. But um, and and back to seeing Sean Johnson and the in the manner that he's you know exemplifying around wearing the Warriors shirt. You can really see it now, and you know when they see it, when, you, when you see them make a tackle, you know, and um, they all come up and you know, you know, give each other's high fives and stuff. I think you could just see that they're just communicating better in the attitude. I don't know what it is, but you could just tell there's something about their mental games kind of changed. Yeah, I couldn't, I can't see anything technically. Um, maybe they're rushing up a, or they're maybe just communicating better. But um, yeah, I think they're. Attitudes just like wow, you know, they're, they're there for each other. And back to the, your point around, um, you know, we're starting to see some cohesion now between mm. between the back five. Um, yeah, nothing that shows for the defense. So yeah, let's go through uh, a few of the uh, not so positives. This is the bad section. This Ooh. is not the ugly section. So this is the bad section. Um, so uh, Daniel, you're always a big, um, you know, a big fan of us trying to win the battle in terms of running meters and and having more um you know running more than um the opposition and making less tackles friday night we were we were getting drowned we were you know we were getting stomped on um Mm -hmm. afb ended up playing which is good he led us in the run meters but overall um those big boys dalmalolo um uh ruben cotter those guys were just I don't know, they were just bashing us. Uh, so how do you think we can kind of Im- improve on that as we move forward to the Roosters? Yeah, that was, um, I guess, our concerning part, eh? especially starting the game like that. They were just rolling down the field easy, offloads early on as well. We just like couldn't contain them. So, I mean, part of it was, and I think that discipline, especially within that 40, you know, you just can't afford to give away a penalty, but then they got to roll on. Um, but I think it was probably just a little bit of an attitude thing, you know. Um, what they say about the NRL each week, you know, you got to turn up. Um, you had a, you know, we we dominated that last week against the Broncos in a, you know, a, a much touted pack, you know, with with uh, a Filipino Voltron, uh, Payne Haas. But you know, <laughs> well, and stand on his shoes. 
<laughs> you don't stand on his shoes, man. Um, but a different, you know, different uh, game, different week. Um, and I have to, you know, give a bit of credit to um, Don Malolo. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of said to you guys that we, I wouldn't have him for a certain amount of money, but he played really well. And I think his best position is probably playing prop anyway um, and with a little bit of little bit of 13. So, um, so, yeah, it was just an attitude thing. So I think they rectified that in the second half. Um, and, you know, surprisingly, all that defence we did, we actually finished the stronger into the wind. Mm. And then obviously, you know, coin toss to get it at the end and we just rolled down uh, to get ourselves for a chance to win the game. So, yeah, it wasn't all bad, but it was definitely a slow start. Yeah, we, we actually, yeah, we did finish stronger, which is largely unusual for our Warriors side. But um, in terms of our attack, um, we basically... Gave away a, a, an intercept, which led to a try, uh, and we had a number of other errors, which were not, you know, just things weren't quite clicking. Um, yeah. I know it's still, you know, we're still kind of betting in our combinations and that, and it was only the second time that you know Sean and CHT have really played together this season. So, um, Isaac, what do you think are going to be the major work-ons um, in that aspect? Well, yeah, I think these days, um, yeah, I had to refer to the top teams, but. Top teams, their halves combinations, they work both sides of the field. You know, they, they're they dominant on a certain side, but they work well uh, in joining forces, basically. You know, they'll they'll concentrate one side of the field, but they'll bring it across together and interchange. And, you know, I just don't see much of that from the Warriors and arguably haven't seen much of that for the Warriors in a long time. Even before SJ left, he was predominantly playing on that right side and... It was like it's like the benchmarks thing for you there, G. Like a big bugbear for you is <laughs> bench use. A big bugbear for me is why aren't the halves combining in the middle of the field? Right? Um, you're just going to get more out of them. Stop putting them in a box. Stop put, mm. stop putting baby in the corner and just letting them <laughs> play one side of the field. You know, utilize their skills across the park. So I want to see more of that. They're capable of doing it. Do you I think don't. it's got something to do a bit about where Reese Walsh pops up? So. You know, because he because he likes to play that ball player that ball player role as well. Do you think it's just trying to r- rather than having CHT and SJ swinging together, it's kind of you know it's kind of Reese Walsh comes off the back of either SJ or CHT. I mean, they still got to work it out, but mm. trying to get them fitting together is, is is a bit of a work in progress. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I think that's got something to do with it. Like if they have their roles um, realised and they just know they play this side of the field, they play this side of the field, makes the job easier for them to make decisions. But at the flip side of that, it takes away from potential threats. you know. And just because Reese Walsh is running around the back doesn't mean he can't run around the back of both SJ and CHT, I think. You know? And that's a far more threatening sort of look if you're the defence. You've got those three guys in the vicinity of each other. If you're the defence, you're wondering which one of these guys is coming at you. Mm. And, and saying that, I did think, and Sean Johnson did admit he didn't have the greatest game. And there were a couple of passes I was going, oh, don't force that pass. Mm. And, you know, one of those passes obviously led to an intercept. And he had done a few other passes that um, went over the head of, you know, particular plays or just wasn't on target. So yeah. mm. um, he's probably still finding his feet with the combinations. Mm. And, um, yeah, and you're right, Isaac. How does he link up with Reese Walsh? And, yeah. And, and that may take time. But, you know, I think, you know, the great thing is that we didn't actually play that well, but we won. Mm. So if we were to play it to our full ability or even like 20% more, uh, and to Curran's point and that recent post he put up, 
energy. Mm. You know, we, we could be a force to be reckoned with. Just, yeah. And we won based on playing really, not that fantastically well for the majority of the game. Yeah. But the, yeah, you're right. He said that they're, you know, they're playing with the attitude that they've got a top four side. Mm. And he believes that wholeheartedly, and I'm like, wow, that's that's really cool. Like, I don't even know if I believe that, but um, but the fact that these guys, <laughs> are, you know, are in there at the coalface and they they have that in their hearts, I'm like, that's that's a really encouraging sign. We won, um, and we didn't exactly. play that good. Yeah, and that's right. That's the potential that we have. I think we've just played well in the in the key moments. We just won the key moments, mm. right? Yeah, and and we did enough to to keep ourselves in the game in the fight. Yeah, yeah, perf- perfect. Speaking of um, fight, we've got a little bit of a judicial um, fight coming up because uh, it's time to look at the ugly section of this little um, match of ours. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, uh, Marcelo Montoya, Marcelo, um, has been put forward to the judiciary for a homophobic slur. Um, Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, he called Kyle Felt a pile of sticks basically um so it's it's you know it's it's something that they really want to stamp out of of the game uh something that really want to stamp out of society in general um which is uh yeah it's a bit of a work in progress on both fronts um but yeah moneta what um what are your overall kind of thoughts on that ugly incident oh it's a tough one eh? i mean the thing is right what he said let's face it it's not accepted in today's society right but in the heat of battle, in, um, you probably say things that you don't mean to say or you say things that you don't actually think about before they come out. And so um, for Montoya, I think it was something that, um, you know, he just in the heat of battle said. And um, I 100% think he probably, I'm not, I'm not probably, he regrets it. And um, he's already issued a statement of apology. But, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is an uncomfortable sort of topic because – you know, all of a sudden the Warriors are in the headlines, but it's only because of that mm. particular uh, incident. And it's like, man, you just won our third mm. game in a row in an awesome style. Yeah, it's got tarnished a bit. Mm. Um, and yeah, that kind of uh, that annoys me. And but at the same time, I don't want to neglect the fact that you know it's it's a it is a real issue. Mm. Yeah, totally. It's not accepted in terms of like looking at the punishment. Um, Daniel, the like the Warriors have front footed it. Cameron George has come out as well and, and issued an apology um, on behalf of the club. Um, as Moneta said, um, Matelo had um, also, you know, put out his own apology. Um, what do you think in terms of uh, punishment will be a, a fair one for him? Yeah, I think um, he'll get two weeks uh, and I think he'll get a, a, quite a significant fine from the club as well and some other stuff from the club. And uh, I'm not going to say much more about it. It's not warranted. You shouldn't say that. And... Um, End of story. I just can't believe in 2022 we still have to put up with this shit because it's bullshit, right? Mm. Um, that stuff was done when uh, we were 16, 17, man. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't right. know. Um, sympathy for it, right? Uh, he's just got to earn his way back into it. And it is. It's It's a obviously it's something that the NRL will look at and say, hey, from optics, we've got to try and stamp this out. Um, yeah. But in terms of, you know, I guess in terms of society, it's also a thing that needs to be stamped out because it does get used, you know, like the the, the derogatory terms, marginalization of, of certain groups, um, you know, in any number of forms does get used um, from day to day. And, and like Isaac, I mean, you've, you've run into that as well. I remember you telling me a story, was it last year or a couple of years back where you were getting some racial abuse? And it's just like, bro, like fucking, you know, 
I guess the world has got to start growing up and, and looking at itself in the mirror, bro. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so the people that are just saying, oh, it's just words, they say that because it's only just words to them and they use it. When you don't use it, but you hear it, it hurts, you know? So I I understand Montoya maybe saying, oh, he probably said it out of the heat of battle and doesn't mean you should, he, it just shouldn't even be in the background in your mind the, the opportunity to even say it. But we all make mistakes. I think the biggest thing for Montoya is one, can you learn from it? And, you know, will he will he truly show remorse and be um, show regret that he actually said it as well? I think, you know, I don't know him on a personal level, but he seems like he has remorse and he's shown regret for his actions. But is there a wider problem across the league? We'd be lying to ourselves if we say that that doesn't happen and that was an isolated incident. That's not an isolated incident. It just got caught, yeah. you know? And if you think about it in this day and age, how many gay rugby players are, are there out there, uh, rugby league players out there? We don't know because are they scared of coming out because of actions like that? Mm. Put it this way, Israel Folau can't play this code and other sports code in Australia to the highest level because his, his what stance. he put out, his stance yeah. and what he put out. Mm. Um, and one would argue he didn't put it out in a derogatory term. So, mm. yeah. you know, so that's how serious it is really. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, NRL, rugby league, any sort of sport is for everyone, you know. And I know it's just a word, but it's a strong word. It's, <laughs> it's not just a word. Yeah. I think it's just respecting every community that, you know, that's been represented, right? Like it's, that word has a strong, you know. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, yeah, man. It's, it's, disgusting. it's offensive, disgusting. you know. And for anyone that says it's just a word, um, mm. you know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut because I, I know there may be potentially a few listeners that may yeah. think, yeah. yeah, otherwise, but. That's my opinion. But he's, he's let his staff down. He's let his team down. He's let the club down, mm. and he's left. You know, he's let pretty much anyone who enjoys watching the game down. So, yep, yeah. he's going to have to learn his lesson now. But I think he will learn his lesson. Yeah, and he's see, and I think the Warriors have a good kind of culture and stamping that stamping that out pretty quickly. Um, we saw Reese Walsh last year own up to his misdemeanors pretty quickly, and um, so uh, mm. I think. Will do the same. And maybe part of the um, club sanction, you know, uh, penalty they might impose on him, maybe to appear on the Warriors Anonymous podcast, perhaps. I, I don't know. That could be, <laughs> could be, could be part of it. But uh, I will say this. Um, I thought you said there was a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say <laughs> that. <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, what was it about three weeks ago? A guy got, um, I think Mitch Barnett got suspended for six weeks for elbowing a guy in the face. And I'm like, okay, that's just, I mean, I know it's different, different sort of um, styles, but I'm just kind of using that as a bit of a watermark as to where certain things sit. So interested to see what happens um, to him because, yeah, we will miss him for, I would think, think probably at least a couple of weeks. But, um, but yeah, we will probably um, we'll, we'll have to figure out a, a little workaround for that. But anyways, um, we've got a, f- a few more things to cover as well. We'll come back in the second half on Warriors Anonymous. We're going to go through the expense account. Uh, we're going to go through um, Buddha's NRL wrap uh, as well as check out a bit of fantasy footy and also preview the uh, the Roosters game, which is coming up next week. So big game. Catch big up game. in just a moment. That'll be a big game. Anonymous. 
got a I got a cheeky quarter leaf going dizzy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bit of a low-level fantasy chat there to welcome you back to Warriors Anonymous for the second half. Uh, and oh boy, what a first half we had. And the second half's gonna be just as strong, I think. Let's kick things off with a little bit of a delve, a deep dive of analysis and stats and and all things Warriors because our guy Greg Spence last week. Cha-ching! Holy moly, did he hit the nail on the head like about five times with his post. I was like, bro, pretty much everything you have just mentioned happened. Um, so so we are going to get stuck into this week's expense account. Cha-ching, ching, 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 ching. ching. And what did I say on last week's podcast as well? Go down to the TAB and tell them that Greg Spence told you to, yeah. to put a punt on because he picked you and Aitken to score a try. And I think you and Aitken scored a try. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was Greg Spence right? Was he right? Was he and, right? He's always uh, right. Ching. Yeah. So um, for this week against the Roosters, maybe find, uh, find a cheeky $10 note somewhere and put a punt on this. So... In the period between the 20th and 50th minutes, the Warriors have outscored their opposition by 58 points to 32 so far this season. So I don't know if there's a, a bet that can sort of center around the timing of a try, but that's just nice to know that there's a half-hour period there where we're dominant. After 0 20s in his first 38 NRL matches, CHT has kicked two of these in his last four matches to have him top of the category for 2022. Um Next stat from uh, Greg Spence. The Warriors have beaten the Roosters 22 times, which tied with the Knights is the most victories against any opposition club. Despite uh, two less wins over the, Ro- the Warriors, the Roosters still have a positive points differential, though, of 237 Ooh. against us. Yowzers. <laughs> so, so we win by one or they win by like 60. Okay. Yeah. Well. We win by one or they win by 238. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> And that's what matters right there. But there is your expense account. Um, so if there's any money on a, a 4020 CHT. Uh, also just yeah. want to point out that um, those two 4020s have come since CHT appeared on Warriors Anonymous. So I'm just saying. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah. And also, yeah, good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CHT with those 4020s you and another a, one. You yeah. made a quick mention of the um, – uh, the period of the game and the middle period where we are outscoring the opposition. Um, and that's actually just kickstarted my little memory that I've forgotten to mention about the uh, the benchmark report for this week um, because we did good again, fellas, for the second week in a row after uh, after last week's solid Sriracha performance. Uh, I've done up a full <laughs> scale of, um, you know, hot and cold, <laughs> hot, cold, medium use of the bench and it's... Uh, it's quite detailed. Uh, at the top, there is the Carolina Reaper. Uh, in the middle, you've got um, food court butter chicken. And then uh, <laughs> on the, the, the coldest possible end of the scale, you've got um, Stephen McIver cold-blooded. So cold-blooded. Um, There's a whole bunch of categories in between, including this week's rating. Before uh, you say it, before you say it, can you please intro where this is from, this particular rating? And I'll tee you up with what should you always do? <laughs> What okay. should you always do <laughs> when purchasing this item from the service station? You should always blow on the pie, safer communities together. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> because this week's rating for our, our use of the bench, I've given us, it's pretty warm, fellas. It's, oh. it's pretty warm. This is a gas it's station meat pie filling active. warm. So that's, that's a pretty good use of the bench. Steak and cheese all day. 
we were, hey, we were chicken. We were happy with sriracha <laughs> last week, but uh, this week we're overjoyed with uh, gas station meat pie filling. So, um, just before, yes. just so you kick into it, I'll kick past it. Um, what were your thoughts on the sort of early, early uh, sub uh, interchange for Nikurima for Wade Egan? There's been a lot of chat around circulating around our page. What, were your th- what was your thoughts on the timing of that? It worked really well. Um, yeah, he came in and I think it was just almost, dare I say it, nearly perfectly done. Yeah. I'm not going to say perfectly because, you know. I would have preferred Egan a bit earlier, but this is me. <laughs> what, coming, coming back off the bench? No, coming back on to the field. Yeah, yeah. sorry, coming back on yeah, off yeah, the sure. bench, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But when he did come on, he, yeah. he provided a real boost, didn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's not one who's noted for his... Uh, extreme pace or, or yeah. around the ruck, but yeah, man, yeah, he came yeah. out. He made a couple of really decisive plays towards the back end of the game. He's never like, been the one. He's never been one of like extreme pace like Damien Cook. Yeah, fuck, wow, he played well smart. yesterday. Um, but um, yeah, he's just reading it really well. He's reading the gaps well. Yeah, it's the little things. It's the subtleties. You know, like you know, last week um, he went he went left, played out right to SJ. You know that holds that defender there, Albert Kelly. Before he stood on half the shoes. I oh, know, close. <laughs> Some commentator made the fact that he was similar to Cameron Smith. I'm starting to see that now. Yeah, smart like, footy. Smart yeah, footy. yeah, smart well. footy. Yeah. I'm starting to see that. Yep. Someone, I can't mm-hmm. remember who, the similarities Cameron Smith. I'm starting to see that. Is now. it because they got the same physique? Potentially, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty close, you know. Wade from accounts. Yeah, gonna, right from the got, got a few more tattoos though. So, uh, I Cameron Smith played to like he was pretty goat. 39, 38. Goat. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. Absolutely. Cerebral. Um, having that, that little combo between him and Cody, you know, it's sort of like a, yeah. a, a brain and a, and a speed option. Um, Cody's try, <laughs> it kind of looked like, um, it looked like, you know, touch rugby when you, you just allow the dummy half to run straight into the in goal because they can't score, you know, but... <laughs> he was laughing. He was smiling. Yeah, he was laughing. Just like, yeah, he couldn't he was it. giggling his ass off. Like, like, what the hell? <laughs> How did this Get happen? On him. Get on him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, so I, th- I thought that worked really well. Having looked at the... Um, gone through the, the stats of the num- uh, minutes played by each of the Fords, it was pretty well, um, you know, shared around. He had... Yeah, AFB was at 47. Bunty was at 43. Bunty played really well. He came on quite late. His substitution was a key one. He came on uh, with about four minutes to go in regular time. And um, yeah, you'll notice that he was the guy who did that final hit up to set up uh, SJ's field goal. So um, seeing him come on and add that impact at the right time, that was um, that was really good. So all in all, I think this, yeah, this bench was, um, was very encouraging. So, um, you know. We're not we're not at Reapers levels yet, but um, but we might get there. We'll see. As long as we stay out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's have a look around the uh, the NRL because it was well, it was quite a week uh, in a number of senses. Um, so let's have a look at Buddha's NRL wrap. What do you got for us, brother? What do we got for the uh, NRL wrap? Round five. Uh, where do we start? Well, the the topic of streaking is um. It's been presented. Uh, we're streaking three in a row. Um, the Tigers were streaking or had streakers in streaking as well. Talk us through that. Which streakers. Talk yeah. us through that, Isaac. That was just weird. Some random dude ran onto the field with a flare, of all things. 
And just and like, it's <laughs> like the middle of the field, so they had to bring on the fire. Things flared up a bit, didn't oh, they? Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. Yes. Those streakers flared up a bit, and they had the uh, fire extinguishers on. And just as they put out those flares, another couple of randos uh, just decided to run out onto the field as well. So uh, I guess uh. they need they needed a bit of excitement from that game because the Tigers suck. And, and the Tigers also have a streak of their own. Two hundred minutes without scoring a point. The last time they scored a, a try was against the Warriors in the 39th minute of the first half. How's that for an expense account stat for you? Maguire. That's full on. Also, in terms of streaking, (laughs) um, it's obvious that none of those security guards have ever done anything of the sort because they have zero pace. (laughs) (laughs) That that poster put up of it with uh, the guy running away from the cops to Mario music. (laughs) 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 They're definitely not doing the Broncos. Someone should do that to Mario music. (laughs) And there was one more streaker in the Titans game. She got... uh, she got she got taken down, didn't she? <laughs> she got knocked out. She got gold burn. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> she got speared. Yeah. Hey, well, if you're gonna see into the field, eh? You know, you know. She did show Before a few good shifty moves. I think she might have been angling for like an NRLW uh, contract or something. Um, also, side note: the NRLW um, grand final was held today with uh, the Roosters winning sixteen to four over the Dragons. Interesting kind of setup with this year because. They've basically had a grand final, and then pretty soon they're just just going to start a whole new season because they were catching up from what happened last year. So nice. they're going to be playing nice, almost nice. like almost twelve months of the year. So that's, awesome. that's some crazy shit going on. Yeah, it's good. It's good, good. good footy, eh? Um, mm. So awesome work. Uh, we'll just we'll look around the round as well. So uh, Manly ruined my perfect round before <laughs> it even started. So with Turbo being out, I thought Knights are going to get all over them, but Inter soon to be Warrior. Dylan Walker, Dills. Buns. Buns of steel. Baby got back. Uh, just, <laughs> Hot cross buns. Just show what he, he can possibly do for us, right? This is the Mr. Utility, Mr. Fix-It. Uh, play really, really well. Um, and my boy. Your boy. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Carlos Carl Lawton. Jeez, he's just nugget. He's just a competitor, eh? Jeez, <laughs> um, Callum Pong is not playing that well. That, no. yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Maybe contracts. He's fucking up my fantasy. Contracts, um, <laughs> you know, contract saga. You know, he walked out mm. of a press conference because they asked him a 19 questions about his, his lunch date with. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow. With that. the grandfather of rugby league. So, um, so yep. But uh, man, to get the chocolates, ruin my perfect round. Um, <laughs> obviously, we did good. Uh, Broncos showed up. Um, did really good, good for, good for oh. us. Shows what um, yeah. what you can do against the Chooks. Um, mm. Anyone see Katoni Stags? Pretty much. Oh, Katoni Stags! Oh, just shot putting men. Jesus. He just likes to shot put men. Far out. <laughs> I need to buy him back. Okay. <laughs> oh, who was who was the um the Broncos dude that was marking? Was it Farnworth? Herbie. Herbie Farnworth. Or no, you mean who was Katoni? Uh, the rooster. oh, sorry, my bad. Mamas, Mamas. Momorowski, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw someone post up. Someone posted yeah. up saying Momorowski is now pregnant with um, <laughs> Tony Stack's child. <laughs> yeah, he got owned. But hey, look, how good would it have been if we landed Joey Manu? Like, we would be the complete team because he was, he's too good, man. Mm. You know, individual brilliance. They carried five men. I love the fin behind, eh, when he was running. 
<laughs> running off and he's just like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> behind we'll you. talk a bit more about them in our uh, preview of the next game. Uh, oh, one thing I have to point out um, was Corey Oates had a great game, actually, eh? you know, after having a not so good game against us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he did himself a little mischief. And, uh, <laughs> and this is what happens when you, you shouldn't celebrate a try at the very end of the game. If you didn't see it, he scores a great try with about a minute to go. Does a like a, a rollover jump up in the air to celebrate, gets his left leg caught by a team member and rolls his ankle and he's out. So mm. uh, that looked nasty, actually. He might be, might be out for a while, eh? Celebrate well, he, responsibly. Oh. <laughs> celebrate responsibly. So that will go down as worst cele- try celebration of the season so far. Uh, Storm Raiders, who had this one? Anyone get this one? Mm. Nah. Yeah, I saw, I saw the game. It wasn't good. Storm just did what the Storm yeah, do. Yeah. Canberra, uh, they just they don't seem to have any mojo away. Like with their forward pack, you think their forward pack would um, keep them in games, but you know they call me Big Papa. It's oh, not really not leading well. from the front. No, he's not playing my way. And yeah, yeah, and Storm just do Storm things. You know, guys like Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, mm. step through about six or seven players, and score good. a try. He's just undercover class. He's he's actually he's good of a game. I watched a, a game. bit of it. But Storm just did what they needed to do to put away a team like Canberra. Yeah, and just a heap more misery on uh, Warriors Anonymous <laughs> coach favourite. <laughs> sticky, sticky Ricky. Uh, <laughs> sticky, yicky, yicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunnies, Dragons, I think, uh, again, comprehensive victory from the Bunnies. Uh, Damien Cook, monitor. He was fantastic. Like, fuck, he's good. I mean, we need someone <laughs> like that. In, in there. I mean, no, we don't because we've got Wade Egan. But his pace and acceleration is, like, I think faster than some wingers I've seen uh, in the league and so forth. But, um, again, uh, latter into the game, it, it got pretty sloppy and um, it wasn't a joy to watch mm-hmm. as it was getting quite frustrating just seeing them drop the ball yeah. and um, just doing silly areas. Puts Puts our game into context in terms of a high-quality game, eh? And you watch a couple of these other games, you know, yeah. they're, they're great. So yeah, it just got a bit sloppy. They were both both um, really needed the win, either the Dragons or the Rabbitohs, because they were one and um, one and three at that time. Mm. So the Dragons are really struggling. Ben Hunt was just making like some simple errors, just like dropping the ball yes. and yeah. you know, like getting ready to kick before even catching the ball. But even the likes of the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker's just uh, non-existent at the moment. His play, I don't know. His, at the back end of last year, he was arguably one of the top players in the game, Cody Walker, and now he's just not showing up. And uh, I'm not sure about Moses Mumbai at fullback for, for the Dragons. I think they should have persisted with Tyron Sloan. Tyrell mm. Sloan? Tyrell, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tyrell Sloan. Yeah, I think the, the best thing um, the Dragons have done, they've had that player interview a couple of weeks ago. That's about as good <laughs> as they've got. This is about as good as Lomax has got recently. So, um yeah. Uh, Lomax played okay, but again, he made some silly errors. And uh, Eels Titans. Does anyone get the feeling that they play each other every second week? <laughs> you know? It's because they have been. That's they have been. So, um, and look, I'm just going to say it. I think the Titans. Don't say it. Are, don't say it. Well, I'm going to say this. I don't know if that's what you're thinking, but I think the Titans are going to feature in the highest scoring games of all season. So when you put the points they score versus the points they concede and you put them all together, it's going to be 1.5 million because these guys can score tries and they cannot keep tries out. And um, mm. and, and um, but my favourite play was when uh, – No. Well. No. 
David Fafita, <laughs> who was recently dropped by uh, one and only Gerard Cronin, um, just went basically uh, rodeo styles on them, right? Like he looked like a, a runaway bull and Gatho, the Gatharina, was trying to shepherd him into, into touch. But that was just a big-ass play, wasn't it? Yeah. I had him <laughs> captain for four weeks. He did nothing. <laughs> I traded him and he explodes. Ah, oh, I'm not filthy. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Gutho wouldn't have looked out of place wearing a clown suit in the bullpen trying to corral him out at the, at the sidelines, basically, yeah. without touching him. Just, oh, oh sorry, sorry. And Fafita was just like, Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, that was good. That was all good, all good. Jared, drop me. I'm going to play good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ooh, and uh, Dylan, um, Dylan Brown, eh, like, you know, quality, he'd be a quality player pick up for us, but good Kiwi boy. He's just killing mm. it for them at the moment. Um, and then we just watched, uh, well, we talked about uh, the flair <laughs> in the uh, Tigers game. That was about as much flair as Moneda said. Rick t- Flair. The Tigers Ooh. showed. Uh, Sharks mauled them. I, I was a bit concerned because if that flair got close to Nico Hines' <laughs> immaculate, immaculate <laughs> greasy do, his, he could have just <laughs> caught fire. Um, oh man, that could have been like the old Pepsi commercial. Loose. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah. It looked like a Super Saiyan or something like that. <laughs> his hair on fire. Yeah, yeah. Does he wear slow? Was it slow glow? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's got, he's got glow. a lot of soul glow up in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So greasy. Uh, and the last game, which is still currently being played, Panthers Dogs. Need I say more? It's going to be a, a, a shellacking. 20 to 6 half time. So, uh, but interesting to see Kyle Flanagan go and see what uh, what happens with his return. Yeah, a lot of lot of media attention about his, um, you know, getting called up to the top team, um, you know, to play against the Panthers. That's the one. Just going to say it's a professional league, guys. Carry on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, we are going to be playing in the professional league next week against the Sydney Roosters at the SCG on a Sunday afternoon. Sunday over footy. Um, yeah, it's this is going to be a, a, an interesting game because I feel like the Roosters are probably gettable. After watching them against the Broncos, they don't seem as, you know, uh, in years gone by, the Roosters might be a bit more sort of intimidating, but I think I think we can do this. Um, Isaac, what do you reckon we're going to be facing uh, next Sunday? I 100% reckon we can do this. And I've got one very simple game plan, and that is just to send every single big body we have at Sam Walker and just take all the steam out of him. Like, arguably, that team runs off Kerry, but Kerry can't do it alone. Uh, I know there's big raps on Sam Walker. I like the way he plays. I think he's a very old school halfback who plays both sides of the field and just plays what he sees. But he's still, what, 75 kg soaking wet. And we've got a big Warriors pack. And the Warriors need to have a good game up front after uh, a bit of a lackluster performance against the Cowboys and the Fords. Um, but they're not going to be easy either because that uh, Sydney City Ford pack is pretty good as well. Some pretty good Kiwi boys in there. Um, and, yeah, they've got class across the park with the likes of Tedesco and Manu as well. And a couple of good um, Tongan players <clears throat> excuse me, in the uh, the Ford pack as well the, for the Roosters, which gives a good little segue to a quick say my name, say my name, because one of the guys in the Ford pack is commonly referred to as Siasiwa Taukiaho. Siasiwa. Siasiwa. Which is a Tongan name. Uh, and it's actually, there's, there's a couple of little um, tricks to, uh, to saying his name. So, uh, yeah, that's his 
first name, which actually um, translates to Joshua, interestingly, interestingly enough. Um, you'll hear me and um, Siala from Masanga calling our guide, um, Siosiwa Curran from Warriors. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so his, his first name is Siosiwa. 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 And his surname is Hard T and a Hard K. So we've got Daugayaho. 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 There you go. There you go. Can you do his first name again? I've already forgotten it, sorry. Yep. Siosiwa. 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 Perfect. Absolutely. That's good. I probably need a bit more practice. That's all right. Everyone needs a bit of practice, you know. It's all good, bro. It's a work in progress. Um, In terms of, they've got some stars in the back line too. Pretty decent guys. Guy named Joseph Manu, who we're going to be taking on, um, you know, this week. Manita, he was he was pretty good against the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, I think he pretty much uh, won it for the Roosters. Um, if it wasn't for him, um, I reckon the Roosters would have lost. I mean, that one try should not have been able to score. We barged through five players, mm. like ten meters away from the try line, and still scored it. And that, uh, and when he bumped, when he fended someone off behind him. I cracked up laughing. I hadn't seen that in ages. And so, um, but yeah, he's just um, there. He's just, I just, I just think we have to shut him down. I think Sam Walker, I think everyone's has that same play around Sam Walker, you know, being the little guy. But I think the bigger threat is actually Joseph Manu. He's, also, we don't, he's yeah. also going to be running at the side where we're presumably going to be without Marcelo. So mm. we'll likely have, a combination of, say, maybe like a Pompey Berry kind of setup, perhaps. But how do you think? How do those guys or whoever they put in there? How are we gonna? How do we go about shutting him down, or at least minimizing his impact? Actually, you bring up a good point because that actually could be that does actually worry me. But actually, when you say it like that, gonna minimize the space that he's got to yeah. play with. They've got yeah. to minimize. Yeah, space. shut him down. Yeah, I think yeah, the new cause... the new edge defense they're pushing towards. They're racing up, you know, with the with the cover. Coming around, mm. um, there's been an interesting stat. We've we've seemed to be ma- missing a few tackles, but and we've had a few ineffective tackles. But I think mm. that just goes to that scrambling defence, which you see a lot of the yeah. good teams are also doing that. So you don't mm. want to miss tackles all the time, but you maybe maybe Rocco Berry could actually be a because defensively he's probably better than Pompey, and that actually does worry me a bit mm. with, uh, with the shake up and the um, you know on that side uh, versus Manu because this space of Manu's. Absolutely brilliant, and um, he's not—he's not—he's a smart player. He'll try to expose that. On on so, the yeah. on the positives, we do have the guys inside. We've got Ewan Atkin on the edge, mm. and also um, Chanel Harris Tavita. Mm. So yeah, I think oh, yes. would you, could they yes. maybe you know work as a bit more of a unit and try and you know almost mm. devote a couple of players to Joey perhaps? Or well, see, she's been doing that anyway on that inside when those guys cut back in. He's been quite dominant, right? So. As yeah, I said, they'll point. just try to shut down his space and time, eh? That's what you got to do. But you, mm. you can't mm. be passive. That's the only thing. Yeah. No way. Yeah, you can't be passive same. on the line. You've got to be up. If you're up, everyone's got to be up. You can't. It's the same for Tedesco as well. You've got to yes, cut down yes. his space to make a decision and use his quick feet and his fend. You just go right up on him, you know. Mm. So that's the same same game plan for Manu. They've also got a little bit of firepower out there on the uh, the edges, but we do as well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting battle. Um, Daniel, what are you hoping to see from us to, you know, try and get the win? Yeah, look, 
we've got to get back to what we're doing at the Broncos, you know, so we've got to fight fire with fire. So I think we've got the potential to to win the battle up front, you know, and I say that kind of, you know, the Roosters are a premier team, right, you know, a strong team, but we've got a good four front row at the moment, you know, good rotation, Bunty and Penny. You didn't get a lot of minutes, Penny, but, you know, Bunce has been awesome, so I think we can stay strong there. Uh, and, yeah, look, I guess stick to that game plan of, trying to balance between minimising errors um, and having a few shots here and there as well. And it's a risk or reward, I know, and it didn't always pay off for SJ, but and just get a feeling with that, that combination is going to click. And, you know, Walsh mm. has been playing. I think Walsh has been great and he's been great defensively as well. But I think we'll see, um, we'll see him come into his own this week. We just need to give him half a gap. Like, not a full gap, just half a gap and see what he can do because he, he probably caused a bit of damage. But... Um, Isaac, how do we? How can we do that for him? How can we shake him loose? Can we maybe run from like you know a one one meter deeper or something and just try and free up things a little bit that way? Or what are your thoughts? I think it goes back to, to last week where I was just saying he's just going to sniff around the ball, a la Tedesco, Pappenhausen. For me personally, I'd like to see him playing more that way than instead of uh, uh, behind second man play. I'd rather see him sniffing around. Yeah. Than trying to be like a traditional sort of, not traditional sort of ball play, but the second, second 5'8 kind of fullback. I know he's got that potential to do that. He's got that skill. Mm. But I'd rather see him use his electric pace in and around the ruck, you know, and sniffing around there. If he's going to have to burn up some energy, burn it up doing that, yeah. you know. So get him get him plenty of touches, but he needs to see find those touches himself. I love Billy and, Slater. Yeah, well, Billy Slater's a bit different, right? Billy Slater could do that, and he could play out the back as well. Mm. Tedesco, I'd probably say he's more Tedesco style. I'd like to see him play more like that, him just sniffing around everywhere and just being a constant pest around <laughs> the ruck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are going to be uh, – we're still down a bit on troops. Um, I think maybe Dallin uh, Watanizelezniak maybe a couple of weeks away. Obviously, uh, Montoya is going to be out for a little bit, and still, Jazz, Jazz, still got one week to go. Daniel, what are your thoughts on you know what are what are we going to do, especially on our outside backs? What are we going to what reinforcements will we be able to bring in to you know sort of cover the the missing guys? It all depends out. Like, you know, you never know until who's kind of pulled up, right? But we're we're we're, we're thinking that no uh, Marcelo. So to be honest, I'll just go in with Rockaberry change. You know, he's been in and around the team. You know, he's 18th man. Um, you know, and look, the only way he's going to get any better of improvement is he's got to play. And they've mm. got a confidence in him as well. Big test. And look, he's going to go up against, you know, the, the premier centre in the game as well. Just a question. Do we want to necessarily line him up against Joey, like man on man, or would we be better served Maybe to put him on the wing, leave Pompey where he is at the moment, and work it that way, and, and make it so that Pompey's the guy making those defensive decisions, and, and when to jam and when not, and you know put Barry a bit wider, and maybe just just you know ease things a little bit on him. What are your thoughts? Just uh, two positional changes. Pompey plays on the wing as well, so I just personally think you just you just one for one change as well. Um, mm. It just makes it a lot easier, you know. When you start having to move this guy around here to this, here to there as well, and look, I, I just think they've got a better defensive system on that edge. You know, look, we haven't played the premier teams as well, but you look at the last three weeks, we've already showed, you know, well, the last two in particular, we, we've shown we've got a way of jamming up hard and then the edges, the halves coming around to cover. So, uh, be a big task. But 
got to back him. I feel like with Rocco Berry, his defense itself, as in you know the hit and stick, the tackle, is is good. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. It's his positional play, and the only way he's going to learn, you know, the the nuances of positional play is by playing in that position. Mm. And yeah, it's a tough ask to do that against the likes of Joey Manu, but what a great way to learn mm. as well. Now, again, if he can shut him down as well, if he can shut him down in that game, it's going to do him the world of good for his confidence too. So let's give him a, give him a shot. Yeah, back the boy. Back him. Yeah, nice. Let's uh, let's start the old uh, the trick on out of here, fellas, because uh, we, uh, we're running short on time. But... Moneta, let's go to you, bro. We'll say a farewell. And also, are we going to make it four in a row this coming week? Uh, see you, everybody. <laughs> and uh, hopefully the Warriors take it away. But um, it's going to be an exciting game. Absolutely. Sweet, bro. Um, Daniel Fadakura, um, mate, can we can we beat the Chooks? We've got every chance, every possibility. A lot of things got to go our way. We've got to play solid footy, take a step up from last week. But... Um, you know, if we can stick into it, stick in the game, you know, we, we've shown that we can get the win. So, and this would, if we can win, this would really announce to the competition, to NRL 338, that we're, um, <laughs> that we're actually a team. We're actually a team. <laughs> and we're in the same competition. We exist. We exist. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, if, if that only, we can <laughs> shove it up them. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy giving our 22 degrees though, the missing 22 degrees. Um, also, Isaac Sauce, bro. Um, yeah, can we do it, bro? Can we Can we make it? Time to make a statement. Time for the Warriors to make a huge statement across the league and beat the Roosters. So, yes. But Isaac. Yes, we can. Isaac. Four o'clock Sunday. But what's your mind saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> mine's telling mind's him yes. To, my mind's telling me yes. So And your body? My body... Is not telling me no. But do you reckon it's still going to be a wicked game? Well, it's going to be a wicked game, all right. You know? I, I like I like Chris Isaac. Yeah, a bit of, bit of wicked game thrown in there. What I a might wicked game play, to play. Oh. Might play that in the background a bit. You know, <laughs> helps, helps to calm the nerves. A bit of uh, Chris Isaac before the other uh, game. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's leave it on that note and uh, bounce on out of here. My name is Jared Cronin. This being Warriors Anonymous. Go the Warriors! Go the Warriors! Uh, my mind's telling me no. Oh, she's going to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs>